The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Well, it's Thursday. So much is going on. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. We should have uh, hour one coming up. A returning guest, well, both hours, returning guests. Uh, first hour, Kenny Palurintano, uh, who I uh, was able to hang out with last year, who will be speaking this year at the Greater Reset here in Mexico in a few weeks. And Keith, uh, Professor Keith Preston of AttackTheSystem.com uh, will be joining us. Uh, it'll be the first time we get to see him on a video. And I, uh, I'm i very thankful. Last time I had Keith on, my voice gave out during the last few minutes of, of my interview with him. Uh, and he took it away with a monologue. So <laughs> he saved the day. There, what's going on in the world? John Whitehead, love his work at the Rutherford Institute. I had the chance to interview him once, not too long ago, and he says uh, his weekly columns are gloomy. Uh, but this one was, "Hey, I'm a I'm cyanide pill." So he says, "Apocalypse now." The government's use of controlled chaos to maintain power will 2024 be the year the deep state's exercise in controlled chaos finally gives way to an apocalyptic dismantling of our constitutional republic or what's left of it all the signs seem to point in this direction for years now the government has been pushing us to the brink of a national nervous breakdown i will have to agree with him he even goes on to talk about the cyber polygon propaganda of the netflix leave the world behind leave the world behind film produced by um barack obama so you got that joe biden just released his first ad and he asks the question all of us are being asked right now what will we do to maintain our democracy in my head i read that i rewrite that as the regime asks what will we do to maintain the totalitarian system we are in the process of installing some commentators said that with this video he painted half of america as extremists domestic extremists so they're doing everything they can to um create a civil war and literally five minutes ago just before joining i get this news now this liberal advocacy uh, advocacy group free speech for people files motions in illinois and massachusetts to remove trump from 2024 ballot <laughs> free speech for people seeks to remove presidential candidates from the ballot i mean it's, it's almost like they're doing this on purpose. I just, Colorado, Maine, Illinois, Massachusetts, but they say bar Trump and his fellow insurrectionists from appearing at any future ballot. I mean, it's just, uh, this is totalitarianism. Seriously, it's just un unbelievable. Um, you've got this uh, ex-CIA analyst who's also a Georgetown professor. He, uh, is warning uh, that he's confident the agencies will attempt to interfere with the 2024 election, similar to their efforts in 2020. He says, my guess is that the proverbial deep state within the intel community will reemerge re because presumably a re Republican candidate will again be seen as a threat to the internal policies that many intelligence people like Dr. John Gentry says. Um, and even if we do get a Republican candidate, uh, a great piece here uh, on Zero Hedge, the system is not gonna let Trump win. The Dems real puppet isn't Gavin Newsom, it's Nikki Haley, neocon Nikki, the second coming of Hillary Clinton, Tucker Carlson and Vivek Ramaswamy. 
say. Uh, Vivek says, I think the true puppet masters is the, uh, he says, I think the true puppet masters, the thing about them is they're fundamentally nonpartisan in nature. Uh, so Nikki makes for a far better Trojan horse to actually accomplish the objectives than anyone else. Uh, interesting. Even Elon Musk is pointing out the obvious. Now he says uh, on Twitter X today, Elon Musk, at this point, there is no question that this administration is actively facilitating illegal immigration. The numbers speak for themselves. And he shows a chart that where Biden clearly blows out of the water all the previous presidents and administrations. Neo-feudalism on the march. Credit News reports average U.S. household can afford only cheapest 16% of listed homes. Um, the worst year ever for housing affordability. So no middle class, neo-feudalism, great reset. That is the project uh, Bloomberg reports spot container shipping rates soar 173% on Red Sea threats. How about how about them apples? Uh, this is some good news. news. Newsweek asks why so many young men are abandoning college degrees. Um, it says the Pew discovered a large drop in male Hispanic high school graduates turning away from four-year four colleges. White males had a substantial drop, but they say that uh, the migration of young men away from college can be explained by a growing and widespread skepticism over higher education and the high student debt. It often leads to some businesses are getting rid of college degree requirements. I think this is actually a good thing. Screw college and university. If I were 20, 18 years old right now, I would not go, <laughs> uh, it, depending on what I might want to do with my life. But there's uh, many work, you know, working class manual labor uh, options that will give you excellent pay there are institutions out there where you can go for six months or a year get certified learn the trade and then you'll start making you know 50 grand 100 grand whatever per year so yeah why subject yourself to this uh, indoctrination um and uh, this is crazy news today i just it's so hard for me daily to be reading this st stuff i just want to Facebook, the United Abominations, the UN, has chosen a man uh, to crown a man for their UN women, UK. I, I, I just can't anymore. Dave Mustaine was right when he wrote that song, United Abominations. Dave Mustaine of, of Megadeth. Uh, and one more for the UK. UK uh, to get its first ever LGBTQ plus only housing for over 55s uh, in Manchester. Not very inclusive, is it? It's a, it's an entire um, LGBTQ plus housing scheme. What if I want to live there? So, uh, all right, just total madness to start 2024 at TNT. We never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time, broadcasting live 24 seven online globally, no matter what, all your bases belong to us. We got you covered on TNT. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The U.S. Department of Commerce has announced $162 million in federal subsidies as part of a preliminary agreement with an Arizona-based computer chip maker to bolster the domestic supply of semiconductors and create new jobs here with the story joining me now tnt news producer adam clark aka ruckus 
Thanks, Rory. Uh, chips are actually in the news today. Uh, there was, of course, this story involving the Chips Act about chip makers winning a bunch of money. But then I also saw a story about a, a, a sad story where a, an older gentleman somewhere in the United States of America set himself on fire when he tried to open a bag of potato chips using a lighter. True story. Um, but on to this story, the government grants that have been awarded here uh, will allow microchip technology believe that's the name of the company, to expand the production of microcontroller units and semiconductors vital to the aerospace, automobile defense, and other industries. I wonder what some of those other industries are. Uh, approximately $90 million of Chips and Science Act funding. That's right. This is round two here that we're talking about. Uh, but $90 million uh, of funding will be used to improve a micro chip plant in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Another $72 million from the landmark legislation will be allocated to expand the company's factory in Gresham, Oregon. These projects will nearly triple the firm's semiconductor output and reduce America's dependence on foreign sources. This is uh, what the whole point of all this is. Uh, Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimundo uh, said about all of this stuff in a statement, quote, one of the objectives of the Chips and Science Act is to address the semiconductor supply chain shortages we saw during the pandemic that put our national security at risk and led to furloughed auto workers and higher prices for consumers. Today's announcement with Microchip, again, that's the name of the company, is a meaningful step in our efforts to bolster the supply chain for legacy semiconductors that are in everything from cars to washing machines to missiles, end quote. That's right. Microchip CEO Ganesh Murthy called the U.S. funding, quote, a direct investment to strengthen our national and economic security, end quote. Interestingly enough, uh, Murthy said nothing about missiles. Uh, the manufacturing investment could prevent future price spikes and supply disruptions for various consumer products comparable to what was witnessed during the coronavirus pandemic. That is something that was noted by Lael Bernard, the director of the White House National Economic Council. Uh, administration officials estimate that the deal, which is the second in a nearly $53 billion quote-unquote Chips for America initiative, will create more than 700 direct construction and manufacturing jobs. That's what it's all about, Hervori. Uh, the federal government award has not been finalized yet. Uh, but I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, the, the Chips for America stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever reported that on the show here previously, but we're up to round two now. What do you think about all this? I, just what you were talking about, potato chips and someone sending themselves setting themselves on fire. I saw a video the other day of an American teenager. He was like at, at the edge of some small cliff or pool or near the sea somewhere and he put poured gasoline on his bare chest with all of his friends there lit himself briefly on fire and then jumped in the water i guess this is the new thing TikTokers um are doing to get uh, attention and clicks and um pass the time absolute <laughs> insanity but um i you know this this is good news i guess from uh you know, if you're an American in America, from national security perspective, uh, economical perspective, so, you know, whatever happens to Taiwan, if China takes it peacefully, if there's a peaceful unification or if there's a war, uh, at least we'll have our surveillance devices, right? <laughs> Ruckus, and I have heard about um, semiconductor industries looking uh, as well to 
looking to here to Mexico uh, to build uh, factories. There have been visits and, and meetings in the past year or two from, I, I think, South Koreans and, and, and others. Of course, the security situation <laughs> is an issue. Um, so I guess it's ultimately it's a good thing. But the flip side, it's it's it, it. We could also look at the negative. We need these chips for the algorithm ghetto. So it just seems like they're building uh, like crazy. They they want to ensure a, a steady supply of semiconductors and chips and all this because hey, the future is dystopia. So they got to make sure they've got enough chips for the Internet of Things, um, drones, uh, you know, in, future implants. <laughs> That they want to put into us i don't know uh what but uh you, you know I, I guess it'll boost the economy and and um provide um a backup if anything happens to taiwan yeah well what else are chips used in um oh that's right autonomous machines like droids um yeah i can't get over the missile thing because i get the feeling that the ultimate winner at the end of the day it, this is really all about creating smarter weaponry uh so this is yeah, congratulations. Let's create jobs and stimulate the economy so we can keep producing things that are going to uh, destroy lives and and cause future problems. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I we 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 came to like a a crossroads and we went down a different path that I would have liked to see us go on this one. We could have said, you know what, we don't need all this crap. Let's go back to a an agrarian. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? probably misusing gregarian lifestyle like let's get off all this technology go back to living off the land strengthen communities and family relationships get back to with god that sort of stuff instead they're like oh no we're on board this and in fact i'll tell you what you you're making chips we're making chips too buddy yeah i don't want anything to do with this yeah let's go amish uh mennonite yeah i think uh agrarian was the word and I was reading an article, I think, last night from Dr. Mercola, and he was, uh, they were talking about Zoom, actually, and um, stuff like that, and how pretty soon um, it's it's affecting many things. Well, first of all, the, the cognition, there's a huge difference between conversing uh, in person with people versus, you know, like this online, but also for eyesight, this is just going to increase nearsightedness, myopia, and, and, and blindness. Uh, and people can't tell I'm wearing contacts, but I have horrible uh, eyesight. I have myopia and near sightedness. And so um, it's I, I'm I'm like you. I want to go more outside and spend less time uh, in 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 the metaverse, so to speak. Yeah. Any, any final thought there? No, sounds good. But um, maybe you and I should can compare prescriptions one day because I'm blind as a bat as well, my friend. Well, the, I guess the, w one good thing is then I, I can't serve in the military because um, I, I'm blind as a bat, as you say. So for any of my three countries, uh, so although that's a problem because if I serve, you know, my, the Mexican government said if I serve in a foreign military, I could use lose my Mexican citizenship. It gets all so confusing. All right. Thanks, Farkas. Catch up with you in a bit. We have Kenny Palorintano coming up. His website, linktree, linktr.ee slash palorintano. As uh, it's written, as you hear it, I also posted the link in the chat. Feel free to call in 
We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Kate Shimarani. Don't stop taking prescription medication. Always go and see your indoctrinated GP, always. But with psychiatric drugs, you have to actually wean off them. They're very addictive and you have to wean off them. Now, I find all this really concerning. But what I cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all. They just let it on the market all the time. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then that's not even to bring in like MSG, monosodium glutamate. And, and I, if I, I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying. And it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%. You know, 99.8% survival, rather than the three or 4% mortality that the, the people are saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get Rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them. This is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. 
Returning to the Rebel transmission, this time in living color, is uh, Kenny Palurintano, lifelong anarchist who's been living out of a backpack since 2015. Um, he's uh, trust falling the universe every day and starving the state in every way he can after being a full-time content creator for more than half a decade. He retired from the internet and has been happier ever since. And besides promoting human liberation, individual sovereignty, and agorism, Kenny is known worldwide as a food medicine chef, teaches authentic relating and communication courses, is a massive science fiction and fantasy geek, and is quite sure that full-on um, spiritual anarchist Star Trek is no more than a few generations away. You can find his stuff at Linktree slash Palorintano. Welcome back to TNT, Kenny. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Great to have you, and uh, now in living color, uh, we, you know uh, things are moving forward here at, at TNT. We're streaming live and uh, a video, and um, you know how are things? Are you semi-retired from the internet, or, or how do we look at that? Yeah, I I was fully retired, and now you know I've been pulled back in a little bit, uh, but not much. I, I have an Odyssey channel where I'm putting videos. And that's about it besides like one-on-one -on -one communications. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we, we got to hang out last year at the greater reset in Morelia. I bought one of your very cool, uh, here it is a play to evolve, um, uh, cards. It's a play to evolve.com. Very cool stuff. You've got some designs again, people can check out the link tree and you'll be speaking at the greater reset. Uh, as you mentioned, it's not your first uh, time, but you know I'm excited to attend uh, this year. I hate traveling, but I like that it's not so far from me. Uh, I can just drive there. I don't have to fly. Uh, and and your thoughts on the upcoming uh, Greater Re Reset uh, conference, its importance, and whatnot? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it a lot. I mean, I've I'm in Morelia. I got here a couple of days ago. Uh, we rented a, a bunch of friends, and I rented a house for the whole month. So you know, already getting ready, already talking to locals getting them come to come out if we can uh you know it's the fifth year it's going to be the last one of this run at least they might do more but they kind of had that that plan for five uh different ones with the manifestation being the last one and then since the texas one isn't happening it's not split this year like it has been i think it's going to be way bigger than it has been before and you know we've got so many cool people that have either only been on the video or haven't been because they were up in in the states but now they came down like you know sterling lujan and luis fernando mises and carrie wedler like so many awesome old old anarchist folks that yeah haven't been uh, haven't been or haven't been since like the first one so yeah, J yeah. jason bassler of free thought project uh and and um many others one of these days we should get james out of corbett out of, out of japan uh into it uh Mexico he'll be speaking virtually as will Catherine Austin Fitz um and you know maybe to get your thoughts on where 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 are we at where are you at when it comes to the great uh reset which will be meeting at the same time in in Davos uh uh you know your thoughts in 2024 on Cobra Commander Klaus Schwab and and his schemes <laughs> man yeah, I think, you know, they're, they've been telling us what their plans are for so long, and they're moving forward lockstep with those plans. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the Bitcoin having is this year, we're going to see a crypto bull run, most likely. I think this bull run, they're going to cut short, 
with some sort of screwiness of some kind so that they can use that as the rollout for the CBDCs, similar to what they did in you know 1913 with the Federal Reserve and in many other places around the world. And, you know, you collapse something that's there so that you can say, oh, that was a good idea, but, you know, you need our version of it. And yeah, I think that's likely going to happen. Obviously, in the U.S., we've got you know, the the election cycle with maybe Trump, maybe Biden both trying to run again or new crazy people. Who knows? I think, yeah, we're going to see all sorts of weird stuff come out of the U.S. as that's happening. And then obviously we've got all the Israel and Russia and Ukraine. And I mean, it's it's going to be a wild year. Um, I think it's going to be good overall, though, for for most of us. I think I think the the powers that wish they were have a lot less control over things than they have in the past. And yeah, I think people are going to keep moving forward and it'll work out. I need I need to start using uh, the powers that wish they were. I need to switch to that. I like I like how you uh, put that real quick. Kenny, we're going to jump to our headlines. Be right back. Today's News Talk Radio. Check this out. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. It's not clear what Ukraine is doing with U.S.-made Abrams M1 main battle tanks that have been provided to Kiev by Washington amid the conflict with Russia, Forbes has reported. There have been increasing reports of sudden deaths in northern and eastern China amid an ongoing pneumonia outbreak. On January 2nd, SpaceX achieved a significant milestone by launching its inaugural batch of Starlink satellites equipped with technology to offer mobile phone services through various carriers, including T-Mobile. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. We're talking to Kenny Palorintano, who will be speaking at the greaterreset.org in a couple weeks here in Morelia, Mexico. I will be there as well. Uh, it'll be my second time at the Greater Reset. I, I've even had past guests uh, write in. Um, some folks that I know will be out at the real Davos in Switzerland, uh, and they wanted to come on the show uh, either during or after to sort of uh, give us uh, a rundown of what was going on at the real Davos. And so we'll be giving you down, uh, get, uh, or should we call them the counterfeit uh, Great Reset? And uh, we are the the real you know, great reset, greater reset. And uh, something you mentioned about crypto, and you, you're much more expert in this than I am when it comes to the crypto space. But, you know, to, to what you were saying, there was a story, story, I think, yesterday about how the IRS has this crazy new rule that came into force three days ago because of the Inflation Reduction Act, I think, you know, buried in that legislation where they say now if you get, if you receive $10,000 or more in crypto, you uh, must file the sender's name and social security number and all this. And I'm just, that's not even possible because you don't get the sender's name in crypto. They might not even be American, so they don't have a social security. And then it says you have 15 days to report the transaction to the IRS or you become a felon it's, or it becomes a felony. And I'm <laughs> like, who do you report to after, you know, you? I've been reporting once a year, right? As you do with your IRS and your crypto transactions. But then it's like, 15 every two weeks like that, that doesn't make any sense so it sounds just like you're saying they're trying to eliminate the competition uh crypto uh so there can be there can there can be only one right like highlander or or one ring to rule them all right lord of the rings the cbd season your, your, your further thoughts on um you think bitcoin will be 
shooting to the moon, like Max Kaiser is saying, and and, and other thoughts on uh, thoughts on the um, uh, what do you call them the 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 powers that wish they were uh, on attempting yeah. to uh, get rid of crypto. Yeah, well, I think you know, there's like you were saying, they they want they want it to retract. They they like the reporting. I think. Uh, Part of what they're pushing for is for people to use more of those centralized exchanges like Coinbase and stuff, because then you don't have to report. Coinbase sends it off for you. So they, they'll, they'll get the corporations to do the work for them, I think, is going to be a lot of what we're seeing over the, the coming years. You know, you look at like Binance and a couple other exchanges announced that they're delisting all privacy coins this this month. It's all, I think that's all part of the same thing. Um, you know, and then they've been doing the whole ETF Thing where the SEC is like, oh, we're gonna have a Bitcoin ETF. Never mind. A month later, oh, we're about to announce it. Oh, never mind. A month later, I, they're they, you know, they have so much power to manipulate the market because they control the news and they control the government announcements, and that's what so much sentiment is based on. But you know, the Bitcoin having early April and since Bitcoin came out, that's kind of been our our real indicator for the cycles. And there's if the ETF does get approved obviously that is just massive amounts of money that can flood into the crypto market because people don't actually have to pull it off of the new york stock exchange anymore or so i think we're going to see it go up i don't i'm not a bitcoin maximalist by any means i, I actually haven't used bitcoin in years because it's slow and expensive to use and it's fully transparent and part of the reason that i use crypto is because i don't want them to know what i'm doing ever so i mostly just use monero which is much more private and costs a penny or two to send versus sometimes ten dollars um yeah i and you know i i haven't i haven't filed taxes or paid taxes i've never paid taxes i filed a couple times back when i was in college a decade and a half ago uh, but you know the idea that like they're going to come after you for not reporting crypto is so silly because it's like how would they even know that you got it unless you had it in a coin basically like some account that's attached to your name yeah if somebody sends bitcoin to your cash app Sure, that's connected to the social and stuff. But if they just send Bitcoin to a wallet, there's no way for the IRS to ever know that that's yours. <laughs> like, unless they got your stuff, you know, they like raid your house. But or if they've already got you under a lot of surveillance and they're seeing like everything you do on your computer, maybe. But in general, they're not going to be able to tell what's going on. And I think they want to scare people. And a lot of people will keep reporting and a lot of people will pay taxes on it. And they're fine with that. They, they, they'll take your money. Spoken like a true uh, anar anarchist uh, agorist, and um, you know, there's something in your the the title of your talk. Uh, and again, people can listen to your talk live uh, at thegreaterreset.org or watch the full recording afterwards. But you talk about the infinite uh, universe. You know, if you could, you know, just uh, tell us a bit about what what you're meaning by that. Yeah. Um... It kind of a you know the, the cross between the spiritual realms and the the more like where physics is kind of moving with string theory and, and quantum entanglement and just like i think all of this whether it's a simulation or a video game or just god having a dream or whatever i think that this whole reality that we live in is one big thing it's one thing no, you know, all the parts that seem separate are actually just different pieces of the same thing, like cells in the body. If you look under a microscope, that cell looks separate. But when you just look at the body, all the cells are just part of the body. And so that's kind of a big part of my frame for like looking at the world is anything that's happening is is tied to the other things happening. And and it's all it's all one thing. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's kind of I don't know. I haven't had to really explain it 
often and I, I haven't because I don't have a lot of words for it but yeah somewhere between Buddhism and Christianity with some physics in there and stuff probably like that <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I do see everything as connected on the planet you know uh, you know whether it's geopolitical um economic uh, whether it's the globalism so sociocultural um issues um yeah and in, in one way the, the the earth is you could say one organism with the people on it and and the 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 living creatures in the land um and so you know your thoughts then on on the way forward you see the great reset project failing you know I, I have guests on it's it's really hard to tell because we're in the thick of it right it's it's like um in the eye of the storm but you see some things that they want to do in some ways are just you just wonder technically how is that even feasible when it comes to energy you know some of these technocratic things that they want to build out uh you, there's not enough energy to do it um you know and those sort of things and so you, your thoughts on how they're doing um and how they're going to fail because I think they might succeed for a while but there'll be a lot of pain for many of us um and so your thoughts on how they're doing and then what, what direction should you know how what should we be doing uh meanwhile yeah I I think like you said I think they're going to succeed for a while which I think they have like to me the system that we're living in now has been is the same one that's been around since Rome and before like obviously it's the US didn't exist and England didn't exist the IMF the UN but in terms of statism in terms of like a very small percentage of people controlling most everything and then obviously the Catholic Church has been a huge part of this for well over a thousand years many of these rich and powerful families these royal families have been part of it for hundreds or a thousand years so it's like it's kind of the exact same game that's been being played they're just I feel like they're coming to their end game and they want like they want to get all the control but I don't I don't think that it can ever work really you know anytime we see them do a new thing whether it's COVID or 9-11 or you know things in a certain country where they're cracking down and trying to roll out a, a big psyop it always wakes people up not everyone by any means but every time that they try to squeeze more it's like more gets through you know it's like when you, if you try to hold on to something and the tighter you squeeze the more is going to come out through your fingers like you can have a tight grip on a little bit but a lot more got away from you and i think that's you know it's in uh, a lot of the science fiction and the stories that they push too you know, they have this dystopian stories that kind of push the agenda to 2030 to agenda 21 super cities and all of that but usually towards the end of the movie or two movies into the series they drop the the truth that oh yeah there's actually a whole bunch of people living free outside of the super cities too so i think they know they're not going to be able to control everybody but the people in the cities will largely choose to stay in them and you know because it's convenient and maybe it's dangerous out there and all these things but yeah in the long run and i i kind of play the like 500 year game like i think as long as we keep you know less kids getting circumcised less kids getting beaten less kids going to government schools more people you know more options like cryptocurrency and permaculture like just all these things are slowly going to build up to where they're just kind of pushed the the powers that wish they were are kind of pushed out i think if if everybody can grow their own food easily then they lose a lot of their power if people can just print whatever they want on 3d printers that removes all that power from the manufacturing world if people aren't traumatized as children or are less traumatized at least then they're way less able to be brainwashed by the propaganda and everything and i i see this 
happening for, you know, you look back at people like Jordan Maxwell and Rothbard, like people decades ago in the freedom movement and stuff. And like, I don't know if it was them or if it was just the world changing, but things definitely seem better in a lot of ways than they were back then. And obviously the internet changes so much. The fact that you and I can have this conversation and other people can tune into it. And when, when they say something's happening in that country, you can pull up live videos of people in that country and see what's actually happening. Like that's changed so much. And obviously they're, they're using the internet to help them as well with the, you know, the little bubbles they have of Facebook and Twitter and the censorship. But I think the, the free side of things is always going to stay ahead. Open source and people just being open and creative is always going to, going to stay ahead of the people that are trying to control and doing it for just profit and power. Yeah, and you know, even though the evil geniuses at DARPA created the internet, um, it's still just a magical, wonderful thing. You know, I've had conversations with Patrick Wood of Technocracy, and you know, he's often said that reiterated the same thing. He's like, I'm not against technology, it's dual use, it can be used for good or for uh bad. And you know, I had a recent guest who uh I, I love what he said to the tune of what you're saying. He said, Every history book is the history of the failure of the elites, including the great reset and you know here's just one example uh newsweek reported a week ago why so many young men are abandoning college uh, degrees they're finding it really not so useful anymore even businesses or some businesses it says are getting rid of college degree requirements so uh you know your th thoughts on we can call it a parallel system, parallel economy. Um, it just seems like in, in some ways, and thanks to the technology, as you mentioned, internet, um, that we are seeing more opportunities uh, for to, to, to decentralize and move away from the system. Like, like these, these guys who are not going to college. If I were 20 years old, 18 uh, today, uh, I probably would not go to university. I, I'd work, uh, you know, manual labor trade, start a business or do something. And you could, you could be equally as successful um and so you know your thoughts on this trend uh of decentralization and and you know are, are people slowly more moving in that direction yeah it definitely seems like i think there even people that aren't doing it from a philosophical sense like obviously people who are anarchists libertarians agorists whatever like they there's a strong impetus to to push these things but just from in in general in terms of like people want to get more of their money when they get paid so if they can do something that keeps it from the government noticing and taking a cut, that's great. People want in, you know, you think about uh, in the States, TaskRabbit is this thing where it's just like peer-to-peer -peer connecting to do run errands for people or clean their house or pack their truck for them, that sort of thing. And TaskRabbit is just this little tiny company. They don't take fees out of it. You pay like 20 bucks one time to sign up. And it's just like, like Uber when it started, whereas like it was very open they weren't really playing with the government obviously the governments are always trying to catch up you know a new tool pops up it's super free it doesn't follow all the rules and then if it gets big enough then they come after it because they're like whoa that's a threat now you know if you have some decentralized tool that only has five thousand users the government doesn't care you're not really affecting you know they don't see it as a threat at least if you get to a million users all of a sudden that's a different thing you get to many millions yeah they're going to come after you if they can but most of the tools that we've been using have been that standard centralized you know it's a corporation they have a headquarters it's all on their servers so if you can build the same thing in a decentralized way using blockchains or one of the other you know a dag or a hash graph or any of those things where then it's not centralized there's no one they can go shut down even if the people who created it all get assassinated by the cia 
the code keeps running and it's open source and somebody else can just copy and paste it. It's yeah, it, it's so amazing to watch this stuff unfold. And I think normal people, like I said, like people who don't have any philosophical bent to this are definitely, you know, they, they push it in their own agenda sometimes with the prioritizing of like buy local, buy local, buy local. Well, that means that you're connecting with people in your area and you're having a face to face probably, or at least you have some higher chance of actually knowing the person producing the thing versus buying something that was shipped from way over there through trucks to some shop. And yeah, I think it feels good. Like that's, you know, people love going to farmer's markets and being able to shake the hands of the person who grew the fruit for them. And it's little stuff, but it's, it's so natural for us, you know, until the last few hundred years, nobody really interacted with anyone outside of their immediate community. Like, so the connection in the global the globalization in a in a broad sense not in a control sense but like in that we're connected to the whole globe is great in a lot of ways and we're not adapted for it really our brains aren't adapted to follow the news that's happening all over the world and keep track of what thousands of people are doing at a time so i think we're seeing a natural just pullback from that where people are like oh yeah it feels better to not be plugged into that as much it feels better to know the people i'm dealing with it's because it's just so much more natural for us yeah, I was just thinking recently along those same lines that sometimes it's too much, that it's not natural. Some of these aspects of globalization where I'm hearing about some earthquake in Japan or something, I've never been there. Um, it, I, not really, I, I don't need to spend my time really learning about that. We've got, we, we just had a mini earthquake. I felt, I was at the beach recently in Manzanillo uh, and we felt an earthquake a few seconds. You know, it's just like, I got my own earthquakes to deal with. I mean... You know, you guys in Japan take care of yourselves. I, I hope everything works out, but uh, as you, it's not really normal. Uh, and I had a recent guest, John Snayson of The Economic Truth, who said, you know, decentralize will be the word of this decade. And I think he's right. As they're trying to centralize, we need to decentralize. It's time for our break. Uh, Candy people can go to your link tree, linktr.ee slash palorintano, and they can leave questions. Um, uh, in the comments, uh, in the chat at tntradio.live or call in. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Sometimes there is justice in our system of justice, and it happened today in the state of Georgia. In the lawsuit against True the Vote under the Voting Rights Act of 1964 for voter intimidation, the judge ruled, in sum, the court concludes that no action taken by the defendants in this case constitute voter intimidation under Section 11B of the Voting Rights Act of 1964. The court will not hold defendants liable for the combination of actions plaintiffs submit, given that the court has concluded this is the best language I've ever heard. There is such a lack of evidentiary support nor have plaintiffs sufficiently shown that any voter in Georgia was reasonably intimidated by defendants' actions. For the foregoing reasons, the court finds that there has not been any violation of Section B of the Voting Rights Act by any of the named defendants in this case. Accordingly, the court directs the clerk to enter judgment in favor of defendants and against plaintiffs. Finally, the rule of law is upheld and reason has prevailed in federal district court. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. JDRF's vision is to create a world without type 1 diabetes. The type 1 diabetes community is at the heart of everything JDRF does. We were founded by the type 1 diabetes community 
In the main, we are governed by the Type 1 diabetes community, we're energised by the Type 1 community, and we're accountable to the Type 1 diabetes community. It's on their behalf that we exist, and it's on their behalf that we must succeed. JDRF exists to rid the world of type 1 diabetes. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So for us, that means rallying all the resources and all the people and all the organisations required to make that a reality as quickly as possible. The world's best researchers, exciting innovative companies and the passion of the type 1 diabetes community then delivered through the health system so lives get better every day, day after day, until the day we find a cure. To everybody in the type 1 diabetes community, no matter your age or stage with the disease, whether you were diagnosed recently or a long time ago, we need you to know that we are here working on your behalf to deliver a world without type 1 diabetes as quickly as we can. Thank you to everybody who's supported JDRF in so many ways. You are making our vision of a world without type 1 diabetes possible. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Kenny Palorintano, who's speaking at thegreaterreset.org, taking place January 17th to the 21st. Uh, both he and I will be there in person in Morelia, Mexico, and uh, he'll be speaking. I'll be uh, hanging around and uh, as well streaming uh, a couple of my shows live um, from the event. You can watch for free live uh online or the recordings afterward and um you know yesterday i also had one of the speakers on the program uh, it was a great conversation um with uh bo and we talked about health uh wellness and you know do you have any thoughts on going forward psychologically mentally you know staying sane amidst all of this chaos as well as staying uh healthy you know i take a whole bunch of vitamins i uh, eat try to eat natural uh see natural you know go to all alternative and natural traditional healers and stay away from the uh hospitals generally you know big pharma is always uh after us and so do you have any thoughts on on trying to stay sane and and healthy in 2024 yeah i mean a big one, at least from my own experiences over the years, is like uh, the less time I spend on the internet, the better I feel. You know, it's because there's so much great stuff, but it's like there's the ads and there's the, you know, even if you're just looking for specific things, it's still throwing those little bombs into your brain. Um, you know, yeah, that's a big piece, you know, just if you if using it as a tool, using it to connect, but not letting it be a time sink, not letting it like take over your brain and, and fill you with stuff you don't need to know about really. Uh, sleep is a huge thing. You know, most people are like, ah, sleep enough. Or, you know, I, I used to say when I was younger, like, oh, sleep when I'm dead. And then, you know, as I got older and I started noticing feelings in my body more and it's like, oh yeah, no, sleep's actually pretty important. Now I'm like, for the last three years, like at least eight hours a night is one of my top priorities in life because I function so much better. My digestion's better, my mood's better. And that, yeah, that's been huge. And then obviously yeah, food and water, like what you're eating decides so much. We have neurons in our gut. So the things that we're eating are sending signals to our brain. We've the water that we're drinking, if there's chemicals in it, or if it doesn't have the minerals we need, like there's so much that can be done in the right, like a, a really good way for your body or in a way that's going to make it harder to live. You know, it's going to make you feel worse. It's going to make it harder to sleep. It's going to make your emotions more on edge, but yeah, just having that sense of 
if you have the priority of like, I'm going to take care of myself, like I want to feel good, then things you'll just notice, you know, you'll, even you eat a thing and you feel a little sick afterwards, maybe you just choose not to eat it anymore. It doesn't matter what kind of diet it is. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't eat it. Clearly your body doesn't want it. <laughs> and yeah, the mental side is, you know, for me, my, my view on reality is so far from a lot of people. I, I went from a full like physical reductionist, you know, I was an atheist, but in that like dogmatic sense of I just believed things that scientists told me and stuff when I was younger. And then I was like, no, I'm going to like live scientifically. I'm going to start testing things. And now I'm pretty convinced. Yeah. Like this is all one big, I, I look at it as like God playing a role-playing game where he's playing all the characters at once, but whatever it is, like I live my life based on, I, I don't really plan. I don't really I, I mean, I just trust, like, I, I trust fall. I, I wake up most days and I don't have any clue what's going to happen that day. I don't know where I'm going to sleep that night a lot of times. And I just keep moving forward and it's great. And and it works. And, you know, I, I've, over the years, I've, I've been up to, you know, many hundreds of thousands of dollars, thanks to crypto. And I've spent lots of time with no money in my pocket, dumpster diving for food and sleeping on the floor at people's houses. But it all feels good because I'm just, I'm not doing anything that I don't want to. And I'm, very grounded in my principle, like I am dedicated to not infringing on the sovereignty of others, not harming others whenever I can, limiting harm coming from me as much as absolutely possible. And so, yeah, whether things are easy or hard at a certain time or whatever, I, I feel good in general because I know I'm I'm working, I'm living in a way that's helping create the world that I want to see. And, and the people that I interact with are having a you know, a positive experience around it, whether I'm feeding them or whether I'm holding space or whether it's just a smile as I walk past somebody on the street, like, yeah, it, it, it feels good because I know I'm doing good. And it doesn't mean I don't make mistakes or that I don't harm people in like, especially more emotional ways just because of human interactions. But then I'm able to, you know, come back and like, hey, I'm sorry that that happened. I didn't realize that you would take it this way. And that's where the practicing communication a lot helps. You know, that says like I teach workshops, but it's really like I just hold workshops because I need to practice it just like everybody else needs to practice it kind of. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. You're There's a lot down, of things. You're taking me down memory lane. You know, I used to vagabond a bit when I was younger, uh, troubadouring around Mongolia, sleeping in random yurts. Um, I slept in with someone's kitchen once uh, in in. Uh, Mongolia around Europe as well though as I'm older now I, I'm a bit more I, I'm a bit tired and I and, you know you got a family it's a bit more difficult but for those that can do it do it uh uh and yeah I, I used to say I'll sleep when I'm dead as well and now I'm like you you know I agree with everything that you're saying and we got a couple minutes um left you know any other thoughts when it comes to the great reset greater reset um you know things that are important for you um you know you've mentioned the world World War Three, uh, you know, if that pops off, there ain't nothing we can really do about it. And in, and in any case, uh, you know, a few of the people like Mikhail Thorup of Exp Expat Money, who interviewed Dave DeCamp of Anti-War, who I've, I've interviewed both of them here on the program. And uh, they said that Latin America is probably the best place for World War Three. Uh, and so, you know, because we're not really messing, intervening with anyone, we're just minding our own business here. And so we got about three minutes left. You know, some other things that are, uh, you think, uh, important or interesting. Yeah, yeah, just I mean, to that point, I, I really feel like the same thing. Yeah, Mexico, Guatemala, so many places in Latin America, like 
look at the history of these countries and how many times have they been involved in a war? And it's almost exclusively when they were invaded by the US <laughs> for most of them. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, they don't, they don't try to, yeah, they, they more just kind of play along on the side and they seem to be breaking away more. You know, El Salvador, obviously big shifts there. Argentina with Millet. We don't know for sure yet. It's pretty new. He might, it might be mostly talk, but the talk is good and the people voted for it. So that's a big sign. Yeah, I think Latin America is a good place to be. I, I'll be in Mexico for most of this year for sure. And uh, yeah, it's normal for me anyways. It's just great down here. Like the people, the food, the weather. Obviously, most of the U.S. is gray for the last six weeks and will be for many months to come. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the Greater Reset is, you know, it's an amazing conference. It's, it is my favorite that I've been to. I went to Anarchapulco for years. I went to Libertopia, Jackalope Fest uh exit and build i mean so many voice and i mean lots of anarchist conferences and festivals and this one is my favorite the the integration between the people coming in and the local community the the range of topics the fact that there's so few people there that are just there trying to sell something at least that's the feeling if like i don't get that same salesman energy nearly as much as i do at a lot of conferences and then just derek you know derek bros being the one head you know heading it and, and leading it i just i have known him for so long and i just trust him and he yeah he's a good guy where a lot of people who do good work still they like they just have kind of a vibe that i don't really want to be around him much and i love the guy and this year you know we've got a ton of amazing musicians that came down to that's one of the things i've, I've been helping with is for the last few years is bringing musician friends in so we've got you know illuminati congo who's amazing world-class reggae elias clay's coming up from costa rica we got a bunch of hip-hop reggae some other i mean mixture of music but yeah just all of it together the the family vibes the food the event the music it's so good and even if you can just tune in online it's still great i had the same vibe i felt like it was a a people's uh conference uh just you know people um humble uh not trying to sell anything uh, versus some other conferences, as you say, grift a little bit of grifting, narcissism, uh, selling, and that sort of stuff. Uh, well, I look forward to seeing you there in a couple of weeks, uh, Kenny. Um, you, your best website is your Linktree, right? Linktree, Palo Rintano. Yeah, Linktree's got everything. Or if you just put Palo Rintano into Odyssey, that's the only place my content is. But I'm also the only person with that last name. So you just throw it into a search engine. I'm the only thing that comes up. All right. Good luck with the with the talk. I'm sure it's going to be awesome and and see you soon